You're listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing, the podcast about podcasting. On this show, we talk about how to turn your passion into a podcast that can earn money, fill up your sales funnel, and help you gain super duper confidence along the way. I'm your host, Emily Milling, podcaster, marketer, producer, and lover of all things podcasting. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Ultimate Podcast Marketing. I am your host, your podcast coach, your podcast producer, Emily Milling. And guess what? Today, this is episode 52 of Ultimate Podcast Marketing. Can you believe it? I can barely believe it. One year, I did something for one straight solid year and followed through the whole way. That's kind of cool. I'm very excited about this. So today, because this is such an exciting day, I thought... Why not share with you all the freaking cool things that have happened as a result of having my podcast for a full-on year? Oh my gosh, still can't even believe it's been that long. So a year ago, I ended a business and started a new one, which is the ultimate creative that you see now, where we are producing podcasts, teaching people how to podcast, and creating content for podcasters to help you launch and grow your amazing podcasts. Before that, I was a web developer slash designer slash graphic designer slash copywriter slash, I don't know, admin assistant. I don't know what the heck I was doing. 8,000 different things. And podcasting wasn't like the top priority. I tried to get a business podcast off the ground with my previous business partner, but it wasn't quite working I guess because we were just sort of seeing things with a different vision, right? And the business was very different too. I think we had maybe two podcast clients at the start of 2020. So I wasn't really playing in an area that was true to me, I guess, or in my zone of genius, as the uh, hashtag guru, hashtag entrepreneurs say. Although I do totally buy into that stuff now. A year of editing podcasts for entrepreneurs that are primarily focused on mindset will definitely do that to you. I am full on in the woo-woo realm of like all the symbols and all the attraction things, the attraction things, the law of attraction things. I'm into it, man. I'm into it because like it does work. It has worked for me for a full year now. And it's super, super cool. So when I ended the last iteration of my business and my business partner and I parted ways. It was, it was kind of bittersweet. It was like, you know, the end of one very difficult, hard lesson learned part of my life and the start of what was about to become probably the most rewarding business that I have ever had because I, well, you know, years ago I had a cake decorating business. That was pretty cool. And And aside from that, I just worked a lot of nine to five jobs. I worked in hotels. I worked as a tour guide on one of those big double decker buses downtown Toronto for quite some time. That was, that was fun. Made a lot of money at it, but not really something you can sustain through these terrible, stupid, awful winters here in Canada. So it was bittersweet, but I was really looking forward to the opportunity to create something that I felt super passionate about, something that like, I feel like I had said many times before, but never actually acted on. And if you've ever been in that situation where you're like, I haven't actually done the thing that I keep telling people I want to do, you know, it's not really a great feeling. 
And then by the time you get ready to sit down and hit record and you're like, I've got my episode outlines done and they're ready and I know what I'm going to talk about and it's all going to be great. By the time you actually do it and in my case, stare down the lens of a camera because you're doing video at the same time, it's like, what the hell am I doing? How did I get here? This everything in my body is saying, no, do not pass go. Do not move forward. Stay where you are. Stay in your lane, girl. Like you don't need to do anything more than what you're doing. What you've got is fine. And yeah, you might be in tons of debt. And yeah, you might not be very happy with what you're doing. But like, why would you try something new? These are all the thoughts going through my head at the time. And I'm so glad that I carved out like a full day, like a full eight hour day to sit there and record four episodes, which are very shaky at best. Go back and listen to them. They're not even great quality sounding audio because I was doing what I tell all of my students and my clients not to do, which is to record in a room with soft surfaces and close to the microphone. So I wasn't doing that. I was recording in my living room. I'm actually still recording in my living room, but I've added a lot of soft surfaces like rugs and rugs, multiple rugs, just a rug and curtains. And I'm much closer to my microphone. Before I was like pretty far away. It did not sound great. Not super proud of that moment, but you know what? You live and you learn. You live and you learn. After a year of doing this, I kind of have a handle on what my audio setup should be. So I sat myself down, I had my outlines ready, I hit record. And then I hit record again. And then a third time. And by the way, we're still on episode one. Like I didn't, I didn't hit record once and just record these and like be done with it. It took forever to actually get through all of these episodes. And I knew because I wanted to launch, I wanted to batch record and I wanted to launch with four episodes ready to go without having to worry about it. I didn't even promote the podcast when I launched it. So like, you know, it launched to crickets and and I did that on purpose because I was scared. I was nervous, but like the whole thing was so full of uncertainty, but I had a feeling in my gut that I should keep going on this route with podcasting. Like there was something pulling me towards it. Maybe it's the fact that like you can do so many cool things with audio, or maybe it's the fact that podcasts have the capacity to like fully change the world and impact so many people and tell so many great stories that otherwise wouldn't be told by major media outlets. You know, if they're picked up by the right people, then things start happening, right? Or if you find the right audience, things start happening. So after spending almost a year and producing dozens and dozens of podcast episodes, like I said, like I'm totally on board with this woo-woo stuff. And my gut instincts are often right. And even though I really didn't know what the hell I was building a year ago, I did know that I was ready to finally step into the spotlight and be the face of my business instead of a freelancer behind the scenes building other people's dreams. So here are a couple of really cool things that have happened as a result. My email list has grown organically, which is so awesome. I have hundreds of subscribers now, whereas before I never managed to get even like my own clients to sign up to be on my email list. I've interviewed so many different guests. Many of them are my clients, which did give me an opportunity to get to know them better as well. I've helped dozens more podcast students in Podcast Rocket, which is uh, almost all coming up on the anniversary for that too, the one-year anniversary. Very exciting. And I learned a lot about myself and what I thought were great ideas. Case in point, the example I shared earlier where I was recording my first couple of episodes totally incorrectly, and they don't sound as good as I want them to. But again, I leave them out there because like, I just want to share with you that 
it is a process. It takes time to get to the point where you feel comfortable with this stuff. I also didn't really have a complete understanding of what I wanted to produce. And so I'm going to play the intro of the first episode of my podcast for you now. And you're going to hear just how different it sounds, both in audio quality, but also in the type of content that I was putting out there. Because I think at this point last year, pandemic was starting. I really just wanted to help people feel good, like they could accomplish their goals and dreams, or maybe I just wanted myself to feel like that. Anyway, that just harkened back to episode one of my podcast, which at the time was just called The Ultimate Creative Podcast, and it was for creatives. But I'll let the intro do the talking for me. Here we go. You're listening to The Ultimate Creative, a podcast designed to help creative entrepreneurs like you manage your multiple careers, expand your skill sets, and get more done. I'm your host, Emily Milling, founder and chief creative officer of The Ultimate Creative. All right, welcome to another episode of... The Ultimate Creative. I am your host, Emily Milling, and I'm very excited to talk to you today about how to start something new. Because I start new things all the time, constantly, all the time. I get bogged down in all my new projects. It's fun. Some of them stick. Most of them don't. The majority don't. I would say 1% of my new projects actually stick and move forward. (sighs) Yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's true. So how do you start something new and how do you keep it going? There are a lot of different factors that play into starting something new, whether it's a new job, a new project, a new career. And if it's like something that you're taking really seriously, you're going to have a lot of external factors that are going to come into this as well. I put a quiz on the ultimatecreative.com slash resources about it's called should I actually be doing this? And you can use this quiz to help you figure out if you want to do this new thing. Um, it's a good way to understand what your motivations are. And so what I want to talk about today is your motivation to start something new generally. There's fear-based decision-making and there's courage-based decision-making. And for the purposes of what I'm discussing today, those are the only two options there are. And there's definitely more. But I want to just talk about using fear or using courage to make decisions. Well, there you have it. That was what I thought my podcast was going to be about a year ago. And (laughs) here we are. And it is just full on a podcast about podcasting for podcasters. It's a super duper meta show. The other really cool thing is that I've had to push myself outside of my comfort zone of knowledge. I know now that I know a lot about podcasting, not that I felt like that a year ago, but I also know that I don't know everything there is to know, and I can kind of be stubborn about that sometimes. And especially given the fact that so much has changed with podcasting in the last year, I'm really, really glad that I started my podcast when I did because I was able to keep up with all of the rapid changes in the platforms and all of the tech. I mean, heck, even Zoom is attempting to be better at recording things now, although... I still do not recommend Zoom. That's just on principle now. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I'm so much more confident. I'm not afraid to speak up and answer questions in Facebook groups now, whereas before I definitely would have questioned my own expertise. Like, oh, well, do I know that? Is that actually the answer? 
But now because I'm practicing podcasting stuff on the daily, granted, like way more than most average podcasters because of my business, I'm constantly helping other podcasters with their tech setups. I just feel way more solid in my knowledge. And I know that that comes across as well in my show and me talking to you. I've seen a lot of ups and downs though with my podcast too. So some months I have like bajillions of downloads and then other months it's just crickets. Like seven downloads to an episode. And it sucks because when you put so much work into something, you can't help but feel like a failure when it doesn't work, right? At least for me anyway. But here's the secret. Every time I get to a point where I feel like that, I look at the content and try to figure out why it didn't hit the mark. Every episode like that is just an opportunity to figure out what you, my listener, what you're truly hoping to hear. And if I'm not delivering on that, of course you're not going to listen. But if you've been listening to the show, you already know that because I've been spending a lot of time focusing on audience value and what you're sending to people. And through all of your questions, I've been able to push myself as an expert to find more answers that can give you super impactful results with your podcasts. Honestly, though, I think I'm most proud of the fact that I am actually 52 episodes in. That's like one full year, again, of believing in myself that I could actually do this and stay consistent with it. And the results are so incredible. Like, I feel so awesome about it. My, like I said, my email list has grown organically because, like, I'm still not very confident with my Facebook ad abilities, although I'd love to try it one day. But because of the content in my podcast that you find, it leads people to sign up for a freebie. And then I land super amazing clients who are just as excited to work with me as I am excited to work with them. Like all the things that I've learned and all the things you hear about online marketing are true. The more consistent that you are and the higher the value you provide to your audience, the more likely they are to want to hire you or give you money for your Patreon subscription, whatever the case may be. And this, like, my business, The Ultimate Creative, and this podcast, Ultimate Podcast Marketing, are 100% proof of that. In one year, I've been able to accomplish all of these things. And podcasting, it takes both of those boxes. High audience value and consistently. Consistently, consistency. And bloopers. Because those are just fun. <laughs> In the next year, I'm really looking forward to welcoming a new cohort of podcast rocketeers in April, and I do hope you join me for that if you haven't started your podcast yet. I will obviously be putting a link to that in the show notes, and I'm also really looking forward to growing the Ultimate Creatives podcast production capacity. I've got a great new editor on my team, Gabe Reddick, and my copy chief, Valeska Griffiths, and she is going to be heading up our show notes department to increase our ability to deliver on high-quality assets for our clients with the same level of high-touch service we've always provided, which I'm just so happy about because the more I get to interact with my clients and help them on a personal one-to-one -one level, the better my life is. And it's just, it's so great that I am able to create that opportunity, create more jobs in my local area here in Toronto, contribute to the economy, grow things again. I'm just so excited about this. But finally, I really, I just want to say thank you so much to those of you who've been listening over the last year, following along and sharing your feedback and your reviews over on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> sending me DMs and asking questions and participating. I just love it. I seriously, I love it. You've made me feel like the work that I put into Ultimate Podcast Marketing is worth absolutely every single second. And I am so humbled that I've been able to help so many podcasters just like you in the last year. 
and have such an incredible impact. So I want to thank you again. And I, I really hope that you'll stick with me and my amazing team for the next year because there's only more amazingness to come from us. From where that came from, don't really know how to end that phrase. And it wouldn't be a proper ending to Ultimate Podcast Marketing if I didn't know how I was going to end it. So thank you. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you for listening. Happy one year anniversary to this podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing. If you enjoyed the show and found some value in it, it would mean so much to me if you left a written review and star rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help more people like you find this show. And if you're looking for a podcast production team, look no further, darlings. We've got you covered. Head on over to theultimatecreative.com slash podcasting. You can also find us over on Instagram at the underscore ultimate creative.